for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hello, my name is Mike, and I'm thankful that you're able to join us. I pray that the Word of God will give you hope and confidence as you face different struggles and different situations in this world. You know, as we go through life as believers, it's very important that we live a life filled with convictions, you know, because there is a difference between having an opinion and having a conviction. Because we know that opinions can change over time. For instance, uh, we may have an opinion about politics or we may have an opinion about certain issues. But as things develop, uh, it can change our perspective and it may change our views on those things. But convictions should be treated differently. I believe that convictions are something that God has placed upon your life and that through the Holy Spirit that you have the confidence knowing that this is the path, that this is the route that God is placing you upon for such a time as this. And it may not make sense to you at the time, um, but the more you study God's Word and the more you spend time in prayer unto Him, He will make things clear to you and He will make known to you how you ought to live your life. And so that's one of the important things that we're going to talk about as we look in the life of Gideon uh, in this chapter. Judges chapter 8, verses 10 through 21. Now Zeba and Zalmana were in Karkor with a force of about 15,000 men, all that were left of the armies of the eastern peoples. A hundred and twenty thousand swordsmen had fallen. Gideon went up by the route of the nomads east of Noba and Jogbaha and attacked the unsuspecting army. Zeba and Zalmana, the two kings of Midian, fled, but he pursued them and captured them, routing their entire army. Gideon, son of Joash, then returned from the battle by the pass of Harris. He caught a young man of Sukkoth and questioned him. And the young man wrote down for him the names of the 77 officials of Sukkoth, the elders of the town. Then Gideon came and said to the men of Sukkoth, Here are Zeba and Zalmunna, about whom you taunted me by saying, Do you already have the hands of Zeba and Zalmunna in your possession? Why should we give bread to your exhausted men? He took the elders of the town and taught the men of Sukkoth a lesson by punishing them with desert thorns and briars. He also pulled down the tower of Peniel and killed the men of the town. Then he asked Zeba and Zalmana, what kind of men did you kill at Tabor? Men like you, they answered, each one with the bearing of a prince. Gideon replied, those were my brothers, the sons of my own mother, as surely as the Lord lives. If you had spared their lives, I would not kill you. Turning to Jether, his oldest son, he said, Kill them. But Jether did not draw his sword because he was only a boy and was afraid. Zeba and Zalmanah said, Come, do it yourself. 
As is the man, so is his strength. So Gideon stepped forward and killed them and took the ornaments off their camels' necks. As we find ourselves in chapter 8 uh, here in the book of Judges, we see that Gideon is in the middle of this battle scene and he is uh, going against the enemy. He's gathered the Israelites, uh, these men who, who are soldiers uh, fighting against the enemy. And if you remember and recall the background of Gideon, is that uh, before he rose up to become the leader, uh, God called him. And Gideon uh, thought that this was not real. And so he tested God. He said, if this is truly you, if you really want me to lead this group, then uh, I, have, I ask you to do something for me. And if you do that, then I will know that you are with me and that you are the one that is sending me. And so it happens. And just like he asked, uh, twice the things occurred the way that Gideon had described. And so now God tells Gideon that he's almost testing him now, saying that you will only take 300 men with you to fight this war. Now, if that was me or any one of you, uh, I'm sure that you would be very nervous. I don't know anyone in their right mind who would go to battle with so few people going against thousands of people, and you are only with 300 of your own soldiers. But for Gideon, it was undeniable. He knew that God was with him. He knew that um, God had promised him and that it was done so clearly, so accurately, that he will remember this for the rest of his life. He knew without a shadow of doubt that God had called him and that God would be with him and that God would bless him uh, for victory uh, against his enemies. And then if you read verse 11, it says that the enemy had 15,000 men uh, and they felt secure. Uh, now this was an opportunity for Gideon to strike because their guards were down. Uh, be, perhaps they were secure in their thoughts, thinking that um, you know, they still had more men than these Israelite army, or they thought that they wouldn't dare attack them because of the sheer size and amount of people that they had with them. Um, but one of the things that we need to ask ourselves is, where does our confidence come from? You know, when we, we see that for Ziba and Zelma, uh, they didn't believe in God. And so they only trusted in their own wisdom and their strength. So objectively, it makes sense. Uh, we would probably, anyone would do this if they were in their position. But for us as Christians, for those who follow Jesus as their Lord and Savior, our confidence should not be found in ourselves. But whether, whether you've learned through the hard way or maybe you've been taught this from an early age, uh, we need to constantly trust God and turn to Him uh, for all things. You know, a verse that really helps me and grounds me and reminds me to remain in God comes from uh, John 15, 5. It says, uh, I am the vine, you are the branches. Uh, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And this is something that I always keep in mind. I remind myself that I can't do anything apart from God. 
that I need to trust Him, I need to turn to Him, I need to ask Him, even in the small decisions, is this what He wants? Is this what will glorify Him? Is this the path that I'm called to take? Uh, and so I don't take, I try not to take things lightly, uh, so I need to seek Him for all counsel. And so let's learn to stand by that verse and have that attitude when it comes to decision-making in our lives. Uh, and then as we continue in this chapter, we see that justice is served. And through the persistence of Gideon, uh, he fights and tracks down his enemies, and they are all finally caught. And so it's easy for us just to do things halfway or to do things enough where we see uh, enough proof that things have been done our way. Uh, but Gideon could have easily uh, turned around and said, okay, we've seen victory and this is enough for me to uh, be happy about. But no, he goes on and finishes the job that he's been called to do. And when the b battle is finally over, he seeks justice upon those who refuse to help him in his time of need. And he promised that once the war was finished, they would be punished. And true to his words, after the war was over, he finds these elders, he finds the groups of people that have forgotten him, the people who have turned their backs on him. And so he finds them and he punishes them because of their unfaithfulness. Uh, at the end of the day, we see that Gideon had faith. And the elders here, that the elders of the cities, they did not live by faith. And so you don't want to be caught on the other side of not having faith. And so these elders were publicly whipped and punished because of their disobedience, because they did not follow Gideon when, they, when he asked for their help. Uh, may we take this as a warning that we would follow, that we would obey God at, uh, at a moment's notice, that we would do it right away and not wait until it's too late. You know, as we live our lives as Christians, uh, where do we place our confidence? You know, oftentimes when we place our confidence in ourselves, it can lead to doubt or you can second guess the decisions that you make. Um, but we see here clearly that Gideon was convicted that this is the path and the route that God had placed him on. And because of that, we see victory. We see that he is blessed. Uh, we see that God's anointing and favor upon his life. And I pray that that will be what you desire as well. That as you live life, that you would not be looking or turning to yourself or asking or seeking friends or help from uh, books or from podcasts, but rather that we would seek the wisdom and guidance from our God uh, who desires to lead you in the path of righteousness if we desire that as well. So let's put ourselves into God's hands. Let's learn to submit. Let's stop making excuses. And let's be committed full-heartedly to the ways of the Lord. So let's pray for that as we pray through this word. Uh, God, we thank you, Lord, for the example of Gideon and how he lived his life, that as a military leader, that he took his commands from uh, his commanding officer, which is you, Lord. And I pray that may we as well uh, learn to 
be humble. Uh, may we learn to receive those orders and to make sure that they are completed uh, because they are what you desire, and that is the way that we can please you. And so thank you, God, for this opportunity. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. For a Lichia Pardo and Stepping in Prosa, CGM.